Hey ho, buddies, pals, guys and gals, and this is the Disaster Attic Podcast. Welcome all, we've got a couple of uh, things we'd like to talk about today. Hopefully it goes swimmingly, but let's meet the team. I've got a guy called uh, Stez the Roman. Hi, right, Paige. Another guy called Mike. No woman, no cry. That's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> and me, Lonely Adam. It's a three-man podcast today because uh, great forgot to do it. So let's see if we can keep this podcast going. Or if it actually will be a disaster. Yeah, pretty much. It will be a disaster. I mean, this is his livelihood. How did he forget to do it? I don't know. I mean, this is what yeah. we all look forward to at the beginning of every week. I think, oh, I can't wait to do the podcast. You know, we organize the day yeah. and the time. Obviously, the place will always stay the same. The attic. Yeah. But, but then we always seem to end up wrong. <laughs> Something goes wrong. Someone always forgets. Yeah, true. But yeah, we'll see how this one goes. Well, I keep mentioning about doing segments for the podcast and trying to get some segments in. Mm. Um, but I think we're just going to see how it goes for today. I yeah. think one of them we're going to do a review of a film that us three watched last night. Yep. Good mm. planning, that. Yeah. It was actually. It was midnight and decided, yeah, let's watch this film. Let's, let's watch. Oh, you did, actually. Yeah, I know. You had a little mind. You told me about um, the synopsis, or the very basis of synopsis, was yeah. uh, that it was uh, two women in. You can see on the. the, the a well known. Oh, is that where you read it from? Yeah. So, in a world of fake castles and anthropomorphic. Why did I have to read this one? Anthropomorphic. <laughs> rodents. An epic battle begins when a employ unemployed <laughs> Mike <laughs> awareness <laughs> unemployed father's sanity is challenged by a chance encounter with two underage girls on holiday. Two, I didn't. Right, that's, we that's a bit of a shocker like that they were underaged. You got us watching some sick pedo film. It wasn't really sick and pedo. No, it wasn't. Disney didn't authorize it. Disney yeah, exactly. just ignored it, didn't they? They just <laughs> let it go. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's the uh, point that the uh, the whole uh, theme park uh, in was inside uh, Disney World. Disney yeah, World Disney and World. Disneyland. It was filmed in two separate uh, parks, but it was all done as a guerrilla uh, filmmaking. So at no point did they ask permission from Disney to actually film it. Yeah. All of it was just done basically under wraps. So they tried not to bring too much attention to what they were doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And obviously, mm. they filmed on the rides and things like that. Added in little effects afterwards, something terrible, terrible green screen. Yeah, it was one of these out of place green screens. Yeah, for reshot things or things where they were shouting or possibly bringing attention to themselves, they might have used it that way. But it was it's in black and white the whole film. Yeah, it's in black and white. And uh, it, it did feel like someone was walking around behind the actors with a camera and they weren't like doing much apart from just like walking behind these people going through different rides. Yeah, and, and the day-to-day, well, the day-to-day, it's it, the last day of the holiday, isn't it, for the family? The yeah, last, just, well, the first, the first scene was a, um, a ride that they were on, and they're going, I think it was the, the roller coaster of on the one, the train. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the runaway minecart. The runaway minecart. Yeah, and they noticed something weird that happened on that. And you and Mike, you pointed this out, that it looked like someone got decapitated. <laughs> decapitated. It did look like that as well, I thought about it too. When he saw it, and then he just jumped to another scene where he was on the phone outside a balcony, and in the next minute, you saw realized that he's in a uh, in a holiday resort. Mm. He loses and, his job. Well, did you know that though? Yeah, just, yeah, they kind of said mentioned it. bits it, about it. It says it in the actual phone call at the beginning that he's, he's so, lost his job. He's not going to have a job yeah. to come back to. Rather than doing the right thing and telling his wife, he just thought 
just have the final day here at this Disney place, yeah. which they actually didn't mention the name of the place. They mentioned all the ride names, but they didn't mention... No, they did mention Disney at one point. Uh, did they? They, they mentioned Disney World or Disneyland at one point, but then at another point they actually beeped out the word Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really consistent in that kind of sense. But it was just a bit like a, like a normal day, wasn't it? It just what it felt like when it started. It was just like a normal family day. Hmm. Everyone's moaning at each other, kids screaming and... Wanted to go on different rides. Yeah, and then the dad has a bit of a trip on um, It's a Small World, which has different music playing over it, thank God. Because if you heard It's a Small World music over and over again, apparently the... Uh, that music was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But I, I read uh, some of the trivia on it, and apparently the director made them ride that ride 12 times in a row to get the shots. <laughs> that would send anyone west. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Were these the same people doing the uh, dodgy animations on the figurines on the ride? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no one can see what I just did then, but it was, it was, stairs yeah. just gurned at everyone in the room. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what the actual dodgy animation was on the uh, Masonette. Yeah, Masonette. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, they were in the uh, in the ride. Mm. Yeah, well, he just he started off quite slow, then that came out, that, and then they were a bit like, well, what's, he, "What's he done? Is he like been tripping or something, or is he having a hallucination or something?" That's what it felt like. He was like, they didn't know what was going on. Mm. Proper freaking out. I mean, we don't want to give away too many spoilers because please watch this film. Please watch it after a few drinks because it'll make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Also, perfect sense. Well, it's, it seemed to be his, his mind unraveling after losing his job whilst being on a family holiday, and yeah. his general family life is breaking down anyway. Mm. And he's um, very bored in the uh, the marital bed as well. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, he was chasing a lot of tails. The uh, chasing the. Two girls around the park. Apparently, two underage girls. Two underage girls. I didn't realise. I'm sure that. the one which I read it just said two French girls or French teenagers. Uh, all right, I, I thought you told me they were two lesbians. No, I think you misunderstood French. <laughs> all right. Seen <laughs> <laughs> a lot of French films recently, Paige. <laughs> it was uh, definitely a, a, an intriguing kind of film. The whole idea of the whole gorilla. Thing, Yes, it could have been done better, but you've got to wonder what kind of constraints they actually had on them to actually do the film in the scenes. They couldn't actually make things too grandiose, could they? Without bringing mm-hmm. attention to themselves while they were doing it. I don't think it, it, it kind of added to what they were trying to do with the film because the, the style of it was kind of like a hallucination. Mm. So if they went too heavy with the special effects, it wouldn't have had the same impact, I don't think. True, it added to the atmosphere a bit as mm. well. Because it, there's, there's never a happy atmosphere in any of it, really, is there? It's, it's kind of got this... Animos- animosity got an it's an ominous kind of feel over the whole thing but I don't know if that's just because mm. put in black and white you've automatically got your very own kind of like well, they, they did play in a lot of the tensions of like someone going into a, like a large American theme park and the kind of the, the anxiety of the crowds and stuff like that as yeah. well I was just pointing out places I've been that week you know, that, mm. like, yeah <laughs> early this year I've been on that oh, I've been on that oh it's well good though so who wrote it and directed it um, well on there uh, it's <laughs> Great. <laughs> Randy Moore. Which is and uh, written by Randy Moore. Terrible name, but yeah. Um, there was no real big stars, no stars you'd really recognise from anything else. No, I checked out who the uh, stars were after. Mm. They've not been in any films, make films anyway, just like little bits out of uh, like series, TV and stuff yeah. like that. Nothing, nothing major. Man in background for <laughs> that kind of role. Woman number one. <laughs> yeah, they're not really... Big stars. Apart from that, I think you're like Roy Abramson, the main guy in it, the dad. Mm. I think he's been in a couple of things, but nothing major. 
quick look on him. Yeah, let's have a quick look. Why not? There he is, in all his glory. Obviously, you can't see that. Creep Show yeah. 3. Well, <laughs> all right. there you go. Me and uh, Paige actually stayed up on Friday night watching Creep Show. And when I say stayed up, all to, up to the last 20 minutes or so, and then both fell asleep. We did. Yeah, I woke up at About four in the morning. Yeah, I woke up at quarter to six. Realised I'd fallen asleep. Slapped him <laughs> in the chest. <laughs> Not necessarily gently, just to say sorry I'd fallen asleep. and realised he was asleep. So that was uh, clearly a riveting end to it, but... Dug around. <laughs> Completely forgot the ending. It was done in different different parts, wasn't it? It was like mm. about 20 minute movies all stuck together. It's like an anthology of yeah. horror. Yeah, like little short stories. Which was fun, and Leslie Nielsen is a bad guy. Yes, he played a serious role. Well, I mean, he used psychotic to. Role. He was a serious actor before. Um, obviously Airplane. Airplane and uh, Police Squad. It was in a lot of like uh, nineteen early nineteen sixties sci fi films and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, this uh, film it did sort of drag quite like oh, we're just watching a lot of family having a really bad time and last day at Disney World. Obviously, he's got issues because he's just lost his job. Yeah, and all he seemed to want to do was chase these girls around the park and drag his children with him. Very bad parenting. But it just got weirder and weirder as the film went on. I mean, it just it, went madder and madder. He, he was dragging his uh, young lad around. His young lad picks up on it, you know, like... Yeah. They're pretty, aren't they, Dad? <laughs> Not as pretty as Tina Fey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, he's, what did he say? I think the word was, is mummy pretty? It's like, um... Not the same uh, not, kind of Not pretty. classically pretty. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> she was all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, so... So, review section done. Uh, do we give marks? Can we? Out of how many? Three disasters out of five. Almost apocalyptic. <laughs> Three disasters out of five, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I say it'd go any higher than that. It wouldn't yeah. go any higher than the three. I'd say for its ingenuity, hmm. by going through the park and obviously keeping a low profile, that that was clever. But, but the can... camera angles were so bad, and also the shaky cameras as well just made me feel a bit ropey. Yeah, that, that, that's each to their own. And some people can deal with that, the shaky camera. Some people really, really bounce off them. Yeah, but it was not needed. It wasn't needed. No. It kind of was for the uh, the gorilla kind of Because of what it was. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't have done it if... many other ways. They couldn't get a, like, a steady cam well, coming they in. Did they did put a mention, didn't they, that it wasn't um, publicised by Disney or Siemens. Yeah. But... So... You sort of expected a lot of it people, to be. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was going to get pulled straight away yeah. when it first got shown because obviously it showed Disney. It's not exactly showing Disney in a favourable light. It's not showing it as a bad way or anything like that because obviously it's... Well, no, the, uh, the sex trafficking in Disney princesses was kind of a no-no for that. Yeah, sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was that as well. Did forget about that. Rich Asian businessman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of style over substance really, isn't it? The whole idea of doing this guerrilla filmmaking, you can't really say that makes the film good or any in any shape or form because it's just a style of doing a film but if you took that away the film would be pretty mm. I think it's quite interesting mm. to see a film made like that that's clearly in an environment where they they wouldn't have been allowed to do it they'd ask permission at all yeah and you, just you to... never see anything filmed in Disneyland mm. normally so it's well, that, quite unique for that aspect not what they were saying Disney themselves yeah. yeah that's what they were saying is the way that they got away with it after a while is because Disney've got a bit less kind of authoritarian with the mm. anyone filming in there because obviously with the advent of YouTube and the advent of camera phones and everything like that, you can't really cut down everything. So they've kind of 
let people get away with like filming in there for YouTube. Well, you and so when this this film came about, they had the choice of either to sue it into existence, like do it out of existence, or ignore it. And it just maybe actually made a statement and said we're just going to ignore it. <laughs> it was never going to blow up as being um, a massive film anyway, was it? So it did have a decent twist at the end. I would have never guessed that twist. We're just going to leave it like that. So <laughs> two two disasters from Page. Well. On Adam, I'm gonna call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll give it uh, two disasters out of five as well. Out of five? Out of five. I thought it was out of ten. No, no, no. Yeah, out of five. five out of yeah. five? Alright, fair enough. Then. Far more harsh. So we've got two. A three and two twos. Two twos. So, oh, two, does two. yours yours would be an equivalent of a one then, wouldn't it? No, but no, I'll, do, I'll stick with two. So 2.3 overall. Yep. 2.3 disasters. Yep. Uh, IMDb does give it uh, 5.2. So Out of what? 20. 10. <laughs> well, I've had that out of 5. If we should do that, then that star system do out of 10. So, 4. <laughs> Just do it with a 5. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's one review over. Next so, segment, the news segment. It's not talking about the National Enquirer. It's basically a... It's not even a parody kind of thing, is it? It's just ridiculous, overblown stories about celebrities. Well, I've not heard of this before today. Fake. So, I mean, so, I've never heard of this it. Ball, this ball is in your court. Well, it's, it's, it's an American um, magazine, similar to the, the kind of trash magazines we get over here. They yeah, know, they, just if they, you could quite clearly tell that they're making up the story. Yeah, like, sensationalist to read anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's some ridiculous like, ones which I mean, we saw before. That one that you just had on there, it's going on about uh, Goldie Hawn leaving Kurt Russell for a new man. And mm-hmm. they've just got this picture of this random guy who looks like a cross between a random hobo. He's <laughs> Imran Khan. Yeah. He buys it. It's really weird. Stupid people buy it. If you do buy it, listeners. You're a stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that back. <laughs> Certain things I feel strongly about, right? That people who buy the National Enquirer. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and that's uh, Stes the Roman uh, putting his foot down on all stupid people. <laughs> Have we finished with this one? Yeah. Have we? Only because I'll just get angry if I keep looking at it. So I'll be waiting out of five. How many disasters? All the disasters. How, how can we how can we rate it off? Have we seen front covers? And I'd give it a zero. Just the concept. <laughs> just the just the idea of that. I mean, think it was things like that with the you know Freddie Star ate my hamster. Really? The, do you remember the, that headline? I don't know. I so you're it. equating like the inquiry to like the sun and the star. Yeah, as in sensationalist media. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Was that real? That Freddie Star ate my hamster was an actual headline. And yeah. that was real? Uh, no, he didn't oh. eat anyone's hamster. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on this one. Sensationalist crap. So. Yeah, March 7, 2016. I think the, the only celebrity like animal right. eating thing that's actually true is Ozzy Osbourne, because he used to get a lot of people throwing like rubber animals up on stage. Yeah. And someone <laughs> threw a real bat and then he, he bit their head off. And yeah, they were having to have like rabies shots and everything from it. He did. Oh, oh look, it was the it's sun. Freddie Star ate my hamster. <laughs> Comic put life pet in sandwich says beauty. <laughs> Is that her name? I'm assuming so. She's not. She looks very similar to the uh, crazy lady from that film last night. And you've got a couple of pictures there at the bottom as well, and one of them's inside a Big Mac. <laughs> 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 we'll stick that on the Twitter so, feed. <laughs> I'm quite amazed at kind of that flat. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why I don't even see the news anymore. But it's so controlled in media these days. It's ridiculous. I mean, to go completely nuts on it and just make up any story that you want to. Exactly. There you go. The Leveson inquiry into it. Who's that? They actually went into an inquiry about the Freddie Star ate my hamster thing because of it wasn't real. <laughs> 
1986? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was way back. Were you alive then? I was two. He was two? <laughs> At that point, one and a half. You were, were you? No, you wouldn't have been, no. Mr. Clifford admitted he allowed the story to go ahead in order to drum up publicity for the comedian ahead of the tour. That's uh, oh, Max Clifford, king of spin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did that. Yeah, just, just a random picture of someone. Didn't he get put in prison? Max Clifford. Clifford. I don't want to be uh, slanderous, but I'm assuming so. Because yeah, it was part of the, the whole, like, um, celebrity victims coming out. The um, phone tapping. So. Mm. Max Clifford. We'll, we'll wiki him. I don't know, the, uh, yeah, the blurb that came up at the side was a uh, former celebrity convicted sex offender he's no longer with us oh, yeah, oh there you go. he was he died in he prison. died in jail after the physical exertion of cleaning his hell his cell sorry not hell he's dead now I can say things <laughs> defamation of character oh he's dead <laughs> so we can say anything <laughs> within reason of course <laughs> And what, what, what score are we give you for Max Clifford? We're not giving <laughs> scores on everything. <laughs> What's the scores, Paige? That's an inquiry of four. Max Clifford, three. <laughs> we lost again. <laughs> he married his former PA, Joe Westwood. Guests included Des O'Connor, Bobby Davro, and Theopathy. <laughs> That's a party I'd not want to be at. I think Rebecca Brooks was in there as well. She was the uh, implicated part of the uh, phone tapping, wasn't she? I have she no was. idea. Okay, so has anyone else got something to add? I just wanted to talk about that Netflix special. Yeah, it was Mike. just the, the, the strangeness of it. It's basically a show called uh, Follow This, and it's a reporter commenting on strange like social phenomenons. And one of the first things that you see on the trailer for the show was these people that talk really quietly into the microphone. And so what was people that, will basically pay. To uh, do what, listen Mike? to these people. Can you hear this? Yeah, <laughs> make strange noises, and they've got these like strange little sound effect modules that they've got attached to their microphone to mm. uh, simulate noises. Um, and people seem to get off on this. Essentially, sex noises. Yeah. So I mean, you just use your cheek, don't you? Fake cheeks attached to the, uh, <laughs> the microphone. So you're not going to get a better sound than that. Stess is far more experienced. <laughs> He's <laughs> one of them. He's practicing. Oh, those Romans. No, he just looked look like my technology. He <laughs> <laughs> just looked like him when we saw the little advert bit before it was, it was coming on. I just didn't know what to make of it. Like, he didn't really like get any grasp out of the advert of what he was trying to go for. He just felt a bit. As again, it seems to be like, like that sensationalist media where they. they it's just these strange stories that some outlets like to, to highlight what you uh, what you doing. Nice noises no, no, I was just, that, yeah, yeah. I was searching for follow this sure to, to be fair. Really. I thought it was bringing it up. Considering oh, right, it's on there. Follow this path. Follow this. Follow this Netflix and you'll get it. Follow this Netflix. <laughs> yeah. See if you can beat this. Can you see? There is there. So this will actually bring up Netflix, won't it? And we've seen the trailer with yeah. Weird Looking Woman. So we're playing the latest trailer. I don't think it's porn. It doesn't. Um... Love you guys. So she does think it's <laughs> some strange form of porn. It, it, it is real, isn't it? Buzzfeed. Yeah, <laughs> they are. So this is just one person who's doing it, but I don't think she might be an actress doing it. I don't think she's actually one of the people that does it anyway. No, I, I think, think it's one be. of the people. I mean, <laughs> it's one of the people that's been advertised. So they're seeing her face. Yeah, I mean, you even get these people does. like popping up on like things outside of YouTube, like. Twitch and stuff like that, where you'll get these strange streams where people just film themselves doing absolutely nothing in front of the camera and just have people like voyeuring. Almost, we, 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 we touched upon this in the previous pod, didn't we? With mm. uh, Grace saying he used to watch people uh, in Asia 
Uh, what do you food. Do? Yeah, 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 food yeah. And it's going about the daily day-to-day lives of GoPros on. You've well. just had some uh, experience of this kind of thing recently with your uh, walk, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, no, but that was little but, vlogs. Yeah, it was weird that people kept finding out where I was and like kind of following me on a map. And the fact that, oh, uh, did you know you can um, share your location on Google Maps now? Mm. Yeah. Um, so Kirsty was doing that, following my, where my S was, so she could come and meet me with her random massive K, which appears on your map, and it's just a bit weird, but obviously quite handy <laughs> in that situation. S and K live. S and K. What? I'm not sure. He just made strange noises. Let me just see if it's worth. Whispering. <laughs> Segway. All right. Oh yeah, we wanted to talk about segways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I went on one. Three out of five disasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Sorry, mate. Would, would you like to discuss about your uh, little coast to coast? My little jaunt. I can discuss if you've got questions. I'll be willing to answer them. Well, I don't know if you wanted to save it for next time, which you win there. When Grey's well, exactly. I did, well. I did the first two day, full days with Grey, so it would be nice to have him here to... Uh, well, just uh, talk about the the other few days. The other four. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he went, <laughs> it was a lonely moment. I mean, we it was I acquiesced. All, <laughs> it was all done to raise money for Team Oscar Bear, which we've, uh, not Team Oscar Bear, sorry, just Oscar in general, uh, which we've covered on a few podcasts. Uh, that I mean, last time I looked, we'd raised £1,900. Pounds All right, brilliant. Yeah, uh, I think I'll just have a quick check to see if it's updated or upgraded, if you could talk over me why I'm... Yes, yeah, so the coast to coast was, you were starting off one side of the UK, or starting off one side of England, and going yeah. over straight over to the other side. Yeah, that's right. one coast, dipping your feet in one side, taking a little rock with you, yeah. and then taking a rock and drop, dropping it off on the other side. Yeah, so um, so started pretty... off in St. Bees, which is in the Lake District, a small little coastal village. The Irish Sea, is that right? Yeah, it's the Irish Seaside. Yeah. Um, so, well, the, not the Irish Seaside, it's the Irish Sea side of the UK. That's not exactly easy to um, put across into words, so I'll stop doing that. The left side. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast. Um, basically, yeah, we, we got to the beach and Gray had mentioned that, oh, you're supposed to take a stone with you to the other side. So I found, oh, yeah. he found me a stone, which was like a little dragon egg. Basically, I had to keep that in my pocket all the way across to make sure that I actually put it on the beach at the other side and actually remembered to do it as well. But yeah, Did you at any point misplace the stone? No, no, it stayed in my pocket in my shorts and just got transferred over to the next pocket every time. Misplaced lighters, misplaced everything else, just not me stones. <laughs> <laughs> I lost so much stuff on that walk. Did you? Oh, Food. Right. <laughs> Random things, because um, I had basically three pairs of shorts washed in between and everything like that. The pair I've got on now have been nicely washed, but they've got quite deep pockets, and that's what I was looking for in a pair of shorts. Because hmm. I, I hate shorts with short pockets, like short pockets, shallow pockets. Mainly for if you've got your phone in there, in the, here, they'll stay in there, not a problem, it won't fall out. Any other pair of shorts, usually you put it in there, and the things start falling out of your pockets, and you get up, and you realise that the majority of what you've been carrying around with you is on a seat next to you. I was just paranoid about losing things, and then the next pair of shorts I got were just like that. <laughs> I hate it. Why Why have short, like, shallow pockets? Did they swim in? No, no, they weren't sh- swim shorts. Swim. <laughs> swim shorts. They get trapped But, I mean, they were bought from uh, Decathlon, which was in the hiking range 
So you'd expect to have... Shout out to Dick Afon there. It's their own personal brand as well. Like Keshua? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying it. I still don't know. Keshua. Um, yeah, so you'd expect hiking shorts to have quite deep pockets, quite a lot of pockets, or like a lot of like storage space. Hmm. They had these dead shallow pockets and one little zip pocket at the side, which I could fit in like a Compede blister pack, which didn't have any plastic and I just used it to... I mean, I didn't show this on any of the uh, videos, any of the live feeds I did, but obviously I was smoking my guts out all the way across so they have a smoker and it alleviated the boredom mm-hmm. you're walking through like national parks and things which look really nice and everything like that yeah. so I was like I don't want to throw my cigarettes on the floor so at first I was just putting them in my pockets <laughs> dubbing them out and then sticking these like things in my pockets and all I could smell the smoke yeah so I got the uh, one of these compi blister packs cases and it's like a little plastic pack which opens up right, yeah. and I'd used the last of the uh, blister passes anyway and thought hey that's an idea so I started putting all my cigs in there after I finished with them I was looking at uh, portable ashtrays. You can get them, but they're really small, like, you know, like pouch right, yeah. things. Would that be good for me? But obviously, if you find a bin, you empty it, don't you? Yeah. It never occurred to me that at the time. But then when I started doing the walk, I was like, where am I going to put all my like, SIG bots? Because if you're walking across, like, green graded bacon pass, we'll just leave it at that. When we're walking across there, it's like, there's obviously no bins in sight because it's just up a, up a hill. Right, okay. There's no, necessarily no path. There's no bins or anything like that. There's no bins hardly anywhere because I was walking down A roads for a lot of it. You don't tend to have bins at the side unless you have a little lay-by. Now, for them, didn't have bins. It just said signs which, please take your rubbish with you. That's helpful. <laughs> we don't want it. Take yeah. it with you. So the, one of them did have a sign next to the bin which said, please take your rubbish with you. So you've got bin. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? This is my old dilemma. <laughs> take ours as well while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, all in all, like I say, it was raising money for Oscar and it's raised quite a lot of awareness for it as well yes, which is yes. what I wanted it to do I mean when I started the actual Team Oscar page on Facebook had about 300 and something likes and by the time I'd finished it was up in the 400 and something so mm. it's pushed it out there to a lot more people who've liked All the page right. and then, like the, the money is ins- not insignificant obviously they, it's good for them to have for what they need it's an insignificant amount know, compared yeah. to the amount of people who have actually now seen it shared it spread it further and wider which is what we need it to do yeah. and obviously we need to keep pushing at it as well so got a few more different uh, fundraisers coming up so we've got a haircut thing uh, one some uh, girl we went to school with is opening her hairdressers on a Sunday and basically anyone who wants a haircut can go there you pay basically what you pay for the haircut and that money she's not taking any of that money that money just goes straight to Oscar alright so that's a good idea it's really nice of her to do that for yeah. us uh, we've got a race night on the 5th of October I think it is a race night what's that um, I'm not entirely sure oh right I've bought a horse <laughs> It's um, it's been set up by Kirsty's sister right. um, basically there's a lot of I think off the top of my head it's got a lot of different races they've got race footage and things like that okay. they name all the horses like you buy horses and you can name your horse Yeah. and then they attribute which horse is which like thing so to speak and then you play the thing people bet on the horses and obviously all the money raised will just go to the chariot but also there's a uh, quiz night as well yep. happening uh, that's on my birthday uh, basically, uh, that quiz night, um, I got a phone call from Kes, basically saying, we've got two nights we can do the quiz night on. It's either the 13th or the 20th of October. Well, one's my birthday. And I thought, he was like, would you be all right doing it on your birthday? And I was like, yeah, yeah, if we need to do it on my birthday, we'll do it on my birthday. Then I went, actually, wait a minute, were you pushing for the 13th or what? And he goes, no, 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 no. And he said, oh yeah, then go for the 20th, why not? He's like, all right, yeah, no problem. While all this had been going on, it had been put into a Facebook group, which we've got as like the Team Oscar Bear Facebook group. Yep. And the missus came back to when they put the dates on there and said, oh, we can't do either, really. The 13th is um, my birthday, yeah. me and mine. And the uh, 21st, 21st, or the weekend of the 21st is our anniversary. 
our first wedding anniversary. <laughs> Quickly so phone funny. Kez back. Yeah. Kez, uh, 13th, 13th, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've had a lot of birthdays. <laughs> that would have been my last one if I didn't. <laughs> that was Fed him to the rabbit. This is the uh, race night that we've got up for Oscar. So that's about to is at Bedford Sports and Social Club on Which the is, Friday, if, if you want to know that is, October behind the Ford Garage on Chapel behind Street. Behind the Ford Garage on Chapel Street. <laughs> we all know that Ford Garage, don't we? Uh, tickets, £3 adults, £2 children. Anyone who fancies coming along, do it. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that. Disaster Attic at Hotmail.com. Also, you can get on a Twitter feed as well, Disaster Attic. We're also trying to get onto iTunes as well. Are we? Yeah. Ooh. We've got CastBox at the moment, which is just uh, based on on um, Android and iPhone. You can't really get it on the websites or anything like that. So I'm trying to get it on iTunes. But no, we will be getting on there anyway. Any questions about uh, this uh, race, we'll definitely let you know. Mm, just get in contact. Just had a, uh, a message from one of our fans. Oh, a fan? Yeah. Fan number? Um I think it'll probably be about fan number 86 because I don't think he actually listens to it. <laughs> oh. It's, it's actually just Nell, but it's giving me an idea for my next fundraising idea. Ooh. So he's put, picture this. Heart of the books. You walk 1,000 miles whilst listening to the Proclaimers, I'm going to be 500 miles, on relentless repeat, you're welcome. <laughs> That's what he's given me. So I'd have to listen to that whilst walking 1,000 miles. Bear in mind, it took me six days to walk 150-ish. Six <coughs> days. How long is the song? Three minutes. I'd say it's probably about three minutes. It's, 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 it's a how long are you walking? Pop song, oh, it? like, was it like about what, 18 hour days? No, 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 not 18 hour. I mean, the first day was like 13 and a half. And... 13 and a half, so a big chunk, though. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. listening to that same just listening song. Just proclaimers over and over again. You <laughs> did that in this. Uh, how I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Stuck in a car. Well, not stuck yeah. in a car, but it's got the tape stuck in a car. It's the only yeah. thing they've got. Ma- Marshall's listening to it in the car. He has to listen to it constantly. He's like, oh, God, this song again but when he goes up to the chorus he's singing along I think it would be a different turn if you're doing it for a thousand miles yeah there's no chance I'm doing that by the way don't worry I know you're not but I can imagine it though I'm not going to walk for a while I mean I've seen a podiatrist today which is why I got me for in the first place so I got a bit of a blister a bit of a blood blister uh, going on my uh, ankle oh no you're alright um, yeah I'm fine but um, not convinced I got this uh, podiatrist round uh, who's uh, Kirsty's friend Holly oh very, yeah very good at what she does yeah um, so she Bad number scalpelled the um, the uh, blister off, and you can see here it's cool. you can't what it see looks here, like at the moment. Guys, I'm yeah. sorry, sorry about this. I'll, I'll, I'll make I'll make sure Paige <laughs> uploads this to uh, white flesh in the middle of bloodied flesh. That, that's part of um, my skin, but she couldn't take that off because that was still pretty much attached. So <laughs> there's like, like blister upon blister. On <laughs> yeah. So at the moment, I've got a bit of a wound going on as opposed to an actual blister. And it, it, my foot has swelled up a bit, but I think that might be just reaction from having a scalpel going at me, like skin and stuff. Like a shock thing. Uh, it's probably just swelled up because of it, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, she's coming back on Tuesday to have another proper look. So. Well, it's been looked after. Yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> You'll keep those feet. Yeah. So what was this um, Deadpool thing that you, you wanted to discuss? The one good fact, one funny fact about the, the Deadpool 2 is that the uh, face, the, you can't see Juggernaut character apart from his eyes and mouth. The rest of it's uh, okay. CG. Mm. And uh, his mouth and eyes was uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I've seen that. And yeah. voice. Oh, was it the voice as well? I'm sure it was his voice. He doesn't say much, though. It might have been, yeah. It might have been like it's some kind of like... Massive, heavily kind of modulated. But... Yeah. So, recommended Pool 2. It's not as good as Deadpool 1. I give it four disasters. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, so uh, what good uh, what good uh, video games are coming out soon, Mike? That we like to talk know. about. Let's go to video game. I yeah. mean, Cyberpunk twenty seventy two. Is that out? No, they've just released a gameplay trailer. They've not relieved. Which <laughs> they just relieved themselves all over. <laughs> forty eight minutes worth of footage. Yeah. How long? Forty eight minutes. Forty eight so minutes. Basically, the showed a behind closed doors demo at E3 which mm. we've previously spoken about oh yeah all the journalists especially were all gushing all over it they were saying that like, it's absolutely amazing you need to release this to the public believing um, themselves over it <laughs> CD Projekt Red have been um, really reticent to do that because it's not finished product um, it's still heavily right. in development it's going to be like a, another year to two years away but because of how impressed everyone was with it they've released it to the public and it's had quite a good amount of feedback come back off it with everyone being really impressed by it so it's shaping up to be quite a good title one to watch out for wow hmm. also they released um doom eternal eternal uh some gameplay footage of that which basically looks like doom yeah, it's a <laughs> sequel to the 2016 16 yeah, yeah. Doom um, in capitals Mm-hmm. <laughs> capital, Doom. Yeah. capital Doom. Capital Doom. I'm sure they're capital Doom. No, no, no. It's just because um, it was the 2016 version. They wanted to differentiate it from the original Doom, but also kind of like say that you saw how Doom Three went. We're not going that way. We're going back to how Doom should be. Yeah. So they basically did a reboot as a such. Sort of. Mm. No, I'm, sure, of. I'm sure. I'm sure. I saw that with the, the previous Dooms. They all were in capitalism. Yeah, they were. It was just kind of to differentiate it from the original franchise, but at the same mm. time pay homage. So when is this due out then? It doesn't have a date yet, I don't think. No, 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 no. Still a while. They've brought in a lot of the um, creatures from, say, uh, Doom 2. So they've kind of like... Ah, Doom 2 classic. Brought back all the, cre- the kind of like the, the, the creature compendium, essentially, mm. from the uh-huh. early games and some new creatures in there as well, which should be good. I mean, I, I just loved Doom. I when I played through it, it was I couldn't play fantastic. it how oh, cool I got headaches playing it is it because it's of the frantic. camera bounce I think it was because the frames per second were quite bad on the computer that I was playing it on what were you playing on what, what computer 75 megahertz what, hey? what computer were you playing on 75 megahertz I think it was is it PlayStation no no it was BC oh right so you're bad. saying the, the 2016 release of Doom you couldn't get on with it because you were playing it at 2016 I've got like Doom 2 oh right <laughs> 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 no, it was bad. Um, Turok as well gave me headaches. Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Oh, on a, an N64. I don't know why, but I loved the game. But it's like about after about 15 minutes of playing it, I just got this massive surge of headache. Like, oh, they've just re-released them all. It. Yeah, it's also got without, one. without the headaches. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Then I'm back <laughs> playing it again. It's got one of the most brutal weapons of all time. That Turok. Oh, it's cerebral bolt. That's it, yeah, that little yeah, thing that flies which, off Which in would the air. give you headaches. Cause it was, it, <laughs> it flies it's off bad. through the air, drills yeah. into the creature's head, yeah. blood and grey matter spurt out, and then the head explodes. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> yeah. one of the best ones. That. That's brilliant. That's up there with a shark gun from Armed and Dangerous. You know? it's a bit no, of... nothing is up there with that. <laughs> it's a bit of a cheap weapon, that, as well, because you didn't really have to aim at all. You just have to press it, and it just shoots off to the nearest bad guy. Well, that's why... It, it didn't shoot very fast, did it? It's not exactly firing out. You can shoot like one, I think it had like one bullet or one mm. cerebral borer, whatever you call them. Yeah, it was yeah, like one, one of them. you recovered it after you used it. And that was it. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can't overuse something like that. It's not like using a golden gun in um, yeah, golden eye. Golden eye, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking no, of golden eye, yeah, Rare had recently come out and officially said that using odd job was cheating. Yeah, clearly yeah. it was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> if you're using a character where you have to aim down in a game where you can't aim properly. <laughs> it was horrible that game. I mean, everyone loved Goldeneye. 
you know, when it came out and that. Mm. But because oh, yeah. I, I'd come from a uh, PC um, sort of thing, so I was used to aiming with a mouse and moving with a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch the mouse kiss. Um, so I was used to that, and then someone passed me a control pad, and you've got to kind of like press a button to kind of like start. Like, yeah, you manipulated the camera with the C pad yeah. directionals. Exactly. It, it was just so unintuitive. <laughs> Which That's meant that if you were odd job because you were smaller, mm-hmm. you were great if you were odd job. If someone else was, every shot you fired went over his head, so you could had to down. aim down. Right, I get you. And so whoever was odd job would just run around and just chop everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to play that um, on me N64, and I got three TVs. Mm. And, and covered card over the other side of the TV so my friends couldn't see what they were doing on the other side but mm. this guy was so so good at it they didn't even matter he was too good at it even though like, we covered the card up like, like these tiny little TVs like about 15 inches big like a TV screen each going through one N64 playing it and he still won every single, every single time well annoyed me I was like gosh damn it I, he's still winning and so I was like looking to check who didn't take his card off the side of his TV well no speaking of like cheating like that did they recently like did a re-release compilation with all the Mega Drive titles it's got Golden Axe on there and is that on Playstation I've seen yeah it. as part of this re-release you can Rewind and fast forward the game. That's now, playing Golden Axe, if you've ever got to the bonus stages where you need to pick up your little magic books and your little health potions and things, and your friend <laughs> pinches them all, you can imagine what happens next when you have this ability to just rewind time. <laughs> it's just going to never go this forward is a again. Session, a session of me and my friend just constantly rewinding time to see who could get the most potions. <laughs> And then, and the then fast forward it so the other person couldn't rewind it because we progressed to the next level. <laughs> That's pretty like that. Speak, speaking of the actual, um, like she said with Goldeneye, and that, like you, you covered it up so that people couldn't see where you were. It's actually yeah. a game. I mean, it's on PC. I don't know if it got released or anything else. It's called Screen Cheat. Yeah, which is it's. You, it's a four-player kind of thing. You can play it locally. You can play it online, but it will always show you all yeah, four screens. PC and Xbox. You are invisible. All the other characters are invisible. The only way you can find them is by looking at their screens. So, like, so, you have to learn the map? No, no. You, I mean, there's, there's sections of the map that are all different colours. So you'll have a blue section of the map, a red section of the map, a yellow section of the map, and things like that. But the right. way to find where they are is to, it's look, to look on their the screens. visual cues on the other screen. So the thing which you stopped yourself from doing, or you shouldn't have been doing back on GoldenEye back in the day. or All those things you were well-versed in doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just a game which is based around that. You yeah. have to do it. Yeah. And it's quite impressive. It, also, with all the weapons and everything Yeah, the like weapons that. are ridiculous. Like, rocket-powered rocking horses and bowling ball guns and candle launchers. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, every time you fire something, people can see where that's come from, essentially. Mm. You never see the actual person. You can never... Even if someone walks in front of you, you wouldn't notice it. It's not like a, a thick outline or anything. It's just mm. completely invisible. But if they try and use the weapon, you'll see the weapon arc and like you'll see where the bullets come from and everything like that so that's where you can train right so the character's invisible but any weapons that they're using are visible as soon as they depart the person yeah as soon as they use it ejected yeah ejected ejected <laughs> ejected from the person ejected all over you <laughs> <laughs> I mean that game I'd probably give is it is a multiplayer thing I'd probably four out of five disasters very fun it's up there yeah. with like things like gang beasts and yeah titles. I, won't, I wouldn't give it a full five because there's, there's some there's Speaking of that kind of game, you, you yeah, played no Nidhogg 2. I've not played Nidhogg 2 yet. I, no. I just got it on the PlayStation. It is amazing. It's, it's so much fun. They've changed the art style up, though. They have, but you've now got broadswords 
and bows and little daggers and you can like block shots with the doors and there's a lot more like platforms to jump between mm. and you you really have to judge like the size of the weapons and that how you use them sort of the, expanded upon yeah what the, it's really good the animation is not as intricate as mm. it was with the stickmen or seemed to be <laughs> yeah but yeah equally as fun highly recommend that one. Oh well i have got um a, a special beer from uh well i say special it's something i had before so therefore it's special all right uh, i got it from aldi it is open uh it's called the 1079 project 1079 project from yeah. aldi yep the 1079 project thanks for pointing out the mic there for me Matt. yep too many mics oh hi mark <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's it's got a signature on it and everything like that but basically they're stumpy cans uh they were towards the crafty section of um aldi oh the crafty the section. crafty section <laughs> that's what we don't speak of uh so it says dry hopped for a bright refreshing and joyously crisp flavor joyously i like that uh crafted using 285 years of dutch brewing craftsmanship so it's dutch it's four point Six percent, four point six, right? Which isn't too bad. It was two pound forty nine for four. Two forty nine for four. Yep. So when you taste it, you might find out why. All right. It's well. not that bad. First impressions, Mike. It's not unpleasant. No, you can. It's drink. It's definitely drinkable. Oh, and there's the cheap headache. <laughs> well, let's see if it's got a uh, carbon dioxide as an ingredient. Um, I can't see it. First impressions page. It's nothing special. No, maybe it's not going to be two pound forty nine. Makes it taste like a lager. Yeah. It's definitely a craft lager. It's pilsner, isn't it? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of got a... I don't know what the actual aftertaste is. It's just very... I'm getting notes of something, but I don't know sorrow. what something is. <laughs> notes of sorrow at the end of it. <laughs> it's sort of bittery at the end, despite being a lager. It's not unpleasant. It's not, it's not it's, unpleasant at all. You could definitely drink it, yeah. Yeah, and I've already had three of them, granted, but that's beside the point. And again, Mike Awareness. <laughs> Turned around, looked at him and spoke to him. <laughs> Did they say anything back? No, so it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, for £2.49, for four of them. And you could get, what, 16 of them for a ten of them? Yeah. So, uh, I, I can't say I'd, I'd, I'd have it as a session drink, but... Well, it's not a session drink, it's 4.6%. Session drinks are always it's not something... 4% or lower, aren't they, really? Yeah, but it's not something you purposely go out to buy, though. No, no, if it's just... Oh, do you know what I fancy? I just saw them and just thought, yeah. Well, let's try that. Yeah, they're a good find, though. Cheap in price. Aldi. Thank you, Aldi. Sponsored Aldi. Sponsored down there. We have mentioned you eight times now already. A bit um, gassy, though. They're a bit gassy. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's lager. Um, so, Mike, review. How many disasters out of five? Ooh, uh, well, yeah, why not? Three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is gone for... Mike. <laughs> Mike out of five. Not offensive, but uh, not dreadful. I'm going to have to go to the same and say three disasters. Yeah, I think three is fair, fair for that, to be it's fair. It's not a bad taste. It's not something where you try it and go, oh, no, I don't want one of these again. You'd happily take one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've had worse out there collection where, like I was alluding to, you, you can have like one or two of them, and then go, what, why am I doing this to myself? Like the Galahad. I can feel the morning <laughs> after. Yeah, it's, it's, it's approaching. It's, it's drinkable, it's better than Foster's. Not yeah. that. No offence, Foster's, but... Many things are better than but, you. But if you still want to sponsor us... <laughs> I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian beer to it. 
So uh, I know, Paige, you are segued in nicely. This Did you are going to uh, go to the Jilly's reunion. So if for those people who don't know, Jilly's Rock World is uh, was sorry, a an institution uh, basically in Manchester. It's a rock club. Um, it started in the late nineteen seventies. Yep, uh, Banshee was it at first? I can't remember. I remember they taking their name over from another place that was a uh, rock rock place called Jilly's somewhere else in Manchester, mm. and uh, they uh, brought out this uh, other club called Jilly's Two. Started off as, but they yeah. just uh, renamed it because I think the people who uh, put the name on the front of the building just called it Jilly's. Mm. So they started it called Jilly's Rock World for the late seventies, and it's been going on since until two thousand and. So it's eight years, so two thousand ten, I'd say. So it's two thousand and ten mm. when it finally closed its doors. Uh, for depressingly a, enough. For a supermarket franchise that uh, came out of nowhere. Uh, and uh, I mean, it was for me personally from like the early two thousands onwards. Uh, it was every Friday night I would be in there, no matter what. what about some Thursdays and Saturdays? Did you go then? Not often, no. no Thursdays because I work. Fridays and Saturdays. Time. Fridays mainly. I mean, Fridays they did the all nighter as well, which mm. early door. Uh, so when it first started, the all nighter was basically mm-hmm. they stopped serving drink at two in the morning and closed at seven in the morning. You imagine those five hours if you're not on pills, <laughs> you're not on drugs or anything like that. I know, those yeah. were hard five hours. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was that. Uh, but then obviously they, they relaxed the drinking laws a bit. Yeah. So you could get a drink most of the night. Yeah, I think they turned, they, they turned it on. They were... <laughs> They stopped. They stopped the, the the ban of alcohol after a certain period, and they would be able to sell alcohol. But after I think it was two o'clock or three o'clock, all you could get was either water or a packet of Walkers mm. or a pot noodle. You oh, pot noodle. pot noodle! Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> all you had was pot noodles and water. <laughs> oh, crisps. I mean, it was a rock club. They had four different rooms I mean they had three well, for ages yeah. first they started off with just the three main mm. rooms and then this secret room came out of nowhere that was like behind the third room the fourth oh, room yeah. with DJ Nerissa on a Friday night yeah and uh, was the fourth room open every Thursday, yeah. Friday and Saturday I think it was but it was obviously a different room every night as yeah. all the rooms changed up by the main room which was always obviously um, the your main, mainstream mainstream Rock song, yeah. well, mainstream alternative. <laughs> yeah, mainstream metal alternative, yeah. whatever you wanted. Well, in the ideas I went on was the, the Thursday night to start with, mm. which had the, uh, the the punk room in the third room, which is the first one on the left. I don't know, I'm explaining <laughs> yeah. this the to third people. room was the first one on the left. <laughs> Just to be confused, because obviously you had your main room, you had the punch bowl. The punch bowl, yeah. Yeah, which was which the was one. Which was like classic rock one. So on a Friday it was, yeah. Yeah. And then it was the uh, the goth room on a Friday, the room three. Oh, right, yeah, the one, yeah. the first one on the left. Yeah, and then yeah. room four was originally started out as an indie room. Um, and we kept asking it to play Scar and Punk, and eventually she acquiesced and it became a Punk and Scar room. So yeah. we ruined that. I met a lot of friends <laughs> in that place. Yeah, exactly. It had such it's a good community. A big following. You could go out for a night out quite easily on your own, bump into people. Meet people that you know. You have a new or even if you didn't know them, you'd have a chat with them. You'd, I think I saw one fight break out in the many, many years of me being there. They didn't really break out in the fourth room <laughs> where I used to be. In the main room, they might have broke out a bit more, but it was just such a relaxed atmosphere. Everyone was just happy to be five somewhere where they could actually... Get out and dance. Yeah, That's exactly. what it was for. Mm. You're just there to go out and dance and then see some guys that you do, you know, and they're like, you right, guys, all right, we're going to dance. I think at the time it was open, though, it was like one of the few places that people from like the alternative crowd could go and hang out That's very as true. a community. 
Mm. I think from that stemmed a lot of other places that started yeah, doing their yeah, rock pretty culture. much everywhere on Oxford Street where Jilly's was mm. is, uh, stemmed from that one club. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, the crowds that are there. Obviously, yeah. Grand Central across the road yeah. from it, you got Salisbury behind it. But then, obviously, uh, Satan's was like an up and comer at the time. Yeah. So it had its other nights at Satan's as well, not just the rock nights. Yeah. You had Rock Kitchen further down. Oh, it was like a uni. Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Gotta say, that probably wasn't one of my best uh, nights out. Um, I've got yeah. It was it was an institution. Part of me growing up, it, when it closed down, it was a massive issue. But obviously, I'd stopped going as much because I'd grown up to the point where I didn't have all this expendable money I could actually yeah. go out and spend when I was going there and uh, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people were like that obviously it was always busy um, fresh as week things like that and then when the students went home it always went a bit dead a bit quiet and I think that it, mm. it just took its toll they got offered obviously to be bought out they went for it well that happened for quite a while mm. I realised that before they actually did close the place I heard like loads of rumours before that I'm going to name and shame Tesco mm. Wanted to buy the place like for quite a long time, and it never came out. Never happened. Yeah. It stayed there for quite a few years, and then all of a sudden it did happen. And I was like, "All right, fair enough then." Mm. But it was it like remember the last few years that I was going, it was very dire. Is not a lot of people going there. It mm. was I don't know. It's just very very dead. But I mean, there's nothing to do. The smoking ban didn't help it no. when that came in because a lot was... of places happened that like, way, yeah. didn't it? And I mean that's why a lot of pubs went under. Yeah, a lot of other clubs have gone under because of the smoking. Obviously, Manchester's classed as an up-and-coming city still. Mm-hmm. You know, all the development and everything like that. But it's, the development they're doing is hotels. They're making more and more hotels. They're not making more and more things to do within the actual city. In fact, they're taking away a lot of things. They took away the corner house. They took away, um, obviously, Jilly's. They took away a lot of different clubs. And a lot of things have gone under because, uh, like, Legends as well, where they actually moved Jilly's to at some point. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that became a hotel as well. Just all the development. They're building high-rises everywhere and things like that. And it's just, it's, it's losing its chance. I feel myself Manchester yeah it's losing the losing. alternative as well Hacienda was the first one from it wasn't it and yeah. what's that now I don't yeah, know apartments. Like, yeah apartments so. Hacienda apartments now so. they're all just turning from clubs and nights out to uh, nights in mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> Is it, 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 a it night in at the Hacienda there <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem to be many places to like just go out for drinks and kind of socialise in Manchester for the, the kind of like alternative scene like they used to be Yeah, you tend to only see people going out there when there's a, a gig music mm. gig or yeah, and something then like that going on an after show I mean they've got, still got like the Ruby Lounge yeah, yeah, but the thing is, the Rebellion, they do that once a month. They do like a, a what they call it now, I think it's called Breakout break or Break Stuff. And they do that once a month. <laughs> There's an escape room nearby. That's probably right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You get locked in for an hour. Yeah, but um, Break Stuff, that only happens like once a month. Yeah. So they can only get enough people to go there once per month. I'm, I'm, it's always packed. Every time I've been there, it's always full. Mm. So I'm sure they probably could do more they, than that. They but, do have other nights there because they had night heat there as well, don't they? And yeah, they have some like I say, some after, after a gig uh, party there, say if name a band. So that band... 100 Reasons. Yeah, right. Imagine 100 Reasons had got back together. <laughs> you say specifics? Jeez. Yeah, but uh, they'll put on a show, they'll put on a like a, a club night afterwards and play a few songs by the band who've been on or what have you and then try and get people in that way. But other than, like you say, break stuff once a month, you've got Night Heat, I think that's once a month. And then other than that, you've... This is all at the Ruby Lounge? Yeah. Mm. You've not really got much else to go on I mean rock wise anyway I mean they have got a club night there I think it's absolute shite there 
don't know. <laughs> Who's that? I literally like ignored the night scene in Manchester since Jilly's left. Oh, <laughs> left man. of the, the place, yeah. yeah. Absolute shite. It just basically plays all the worst songs. I mean, on, on the poster, I think they've got like Ricky Martin, Steps, and stuff like that. And you, you just put something underneath guaranteed worst night of your life. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be all those songs you absolutely hate, but when you get pissed enough, you'll dance to them. So a, a lot of the people that went like, right. every single week to Jilly's ended up in the, the zoo. Yeah, they, they open up on yeah, but Death Asylum. Zoo, kind of, has that stopped as well now? No, no idea. I went there a couple of times. Uh, the guy from Skindred was actually DJing one night when I went there. All right. Yeah. Which was quite good. But um, Skindred, I don't, I don't understand. They managed to get on the main stage at uh, Download this year. Yeah, they were playing in Wigan the other year. <laughs> Redlining in Wigan, yeah. Okay. Just, just one of those bands who are just going to be around forever, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, they did DJ sessions in Jillies as well. Mm. Like, they'd do a gig at the Academy and then you'd find a band over in Jillies just after it. Yeah, it was always interesting to see them. <laughs> mm. I used to do Rock World pretty much every Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Mm. Doing another day who was going out, who I knew was going out. And then Ritz on the Monday did a rock night. Yeah, they did. But, but they've stopped doing that as well. I mean, they've they stopped doing. They're mainly doing like gigs now rather than doing nights. Yeah. But they do as as um, Ruby Lounge do like a specific night for uh, special rock people. Mm. Well, they do the Power Ballers night and stuff. Like that. I mean, granted, yeah, that's but how long is that? Rock. Is that once, once a month? Once a month. Yeah, it yeah. used to be once every three months. So they have actually updated it a bit, but. Right. Obviously, it's not their DJs or anything like that. It's, it's uh, a group called Ultimate Power. Um, not necessarily a, a, a group as in a, a band, but uh, a group of people who go up and tour up and down the country in different places and do right. this thing. So obviously, they can only do really once a month if they've got to go to other places and actually do them. Again, that's not really catered to the rock crowd as such. It's catered to the casual night out for ages 18 through to 60. <laughs> it's just, it just covers everything because it's just power ballads. You know, everyone knows the lyrics to every single song. It's just... It's, it's, it's a fun night out at the end of the day, but you can't do it every month. Believe me, I've tried. Yeah. And it, it just it loses its kind of like... Hello. Yeah, definitely. Well, they do change up a bit, mm. but the Ritz... Yeah, well, the Ritz is where the Jilly's reunion is. All right, yeah, cheers. Spar my segue there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need thanks. I, I'm going to jump on that segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride it around a bit. <laughs> Sorry, um, what were you saying, Paige? <laughs> 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 I know, yeah. Just take me out, why don't you? Just take me out. But uh, yeah, on the 3rd of November mm. 2018, uh, the Ritz have uh, done a special Jilly's reunion night. Yep. It was started by a uh, Facebook page, and from there, uh, everyone got together and decided what night to organise, and obviously got with the promoters at the O2 Ritz. And uh, yeah, they've uh, put on a night to do it. Yep, the... So it's... That page had been going for years as well, hadn't it? That page has been going on since the seventies. <laughs> yep, before Facebook started, it was on paper. Massive, <laughs> but it had been going on for quite a long time, and then all of a sudden, they just had a massive influx yeah. of people. Uh, from they wrote, and they yeah. didn't know quite what to do with it but then realised obviously how many people were actually yeah. following that page and how many people wanted to be on a part of their reunion uh, they actually decided right now we need to really look for somewhere in the Ritz which do you think nice it built from, from here where obviously they sold out so quickly yeah. that they would uh, make it more of a mainstay thing well that's I think that's the plan as such if this goes well 
if it works because obviously it's not going to be an all night thing like Chile's used to be they've, I think they can, they've only started it. Is it only doors only open at about 11 or something that's like right, that yeah. because there might be a gig before there is, it yeah there's a band playing before so mm. they have to wait until everyone's cleared out they've got two places now at Ritz they've got like an upstairs part where it's like the, the bouncy floor part yeah yeah and apparently there's a downstairs part as well yeah there is they've made it into a small bar area yeah, so that part opens at half ten, but for everybody to clear out when the gig's being going on, the top part doesn't, well, top part, the level, whatever you call it, ground, ground one, whatever you call it, I don't know what you call it. But yeah, that opens up at 11 o'clock after everyone's gone out and got ready to do the Rock World reunion. So I'm not too sure what the music's going to be in either or. or. Mm. Maybe like one's going to be like playing punk in one room and then the top room's going to be playing normal mainstream uh, they'll, they'll rock. They'll have the mainstream stuff at the top and then it'll be two, I think they've got two separate DJs from the mainstream stuff haven't they so yeah, I think they're both going to do the, um, the the main stuff they've got Narissa on board so she'll probably be doing yeah, the, the uh, lower floor right. with probably one of the, the goth DJs I don't remember the, the goth room always seemed to be just the, the place where people just used to sit in the dark corners in the little alcoves that they had in there you just described the goth room <laughs> yeah yeah they, 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 I don't remember it for it anyone playing music in there <laughs> I think I only danced in there like about three times once when it was Joy Division once when it was like the Stranglers which were doing Golden Brown yeah, the whole yeah. thing so oh like, yeah how's this goth I enjoy it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smith Stranglers and Joy Division yeah. was, was it the Smith song from uh, Charmed Enjoy the Silence I don't know what it's called it's not mm-hmm. from Charmed mm-hmm. yeah, no. so a friend of ours has uh, just put onto the Rock Quote reunion no Smith is the one from Charmed I was thinking Depeche Mode, so... Depeche Mode? Depeche Mode, yeah. Little, yeah, um, that's, that's goth, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, what's it's the crazy hair? The cure. Uh, the cure, yeah. The cure. Yeah, the cure. You want me to crazy hair? The one who just doesn't do anything with me there. When's the last time you washed this, Robert Smith? <laughs> From the Smiths? Robert Smith. From the Smiths? No. From the cure. From the cure. This is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? This is why these should just all sit in the corners in the alcoves because they're all so confused. <laughs> in, in the alcoves. <laughs> one thing I... I, I the alcoves? I didn't get tickets for it. I know you did. Uh, Mike didn't even realise it was a ticketed event. So that's... <laughs> I just thought it was a social gathering. <laughs> but um, yeah, the one problem I've got, obviously, if it's sold out, I've been to the bits before when it's sold out, and yeah. you're literally arm to arm, you've got no space. Uh, like, the way I used to dance was I incorporated the space around me and just bounced around the dance floor and arms everywhere, legs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Not quite page level arms and legs everywhere, but no. enough to move around and like enjoy the music. I, I can't just stand there and go, that's me doing that. So be thankful that you're not going <laughs> to get groped by stairs. Well, this is... Oh. This is <laughs> This is another issue. Free drinks from me. <laughs> it's another issue that I need to bring up. That um, yeah, the Ritz night that they put on sold out in I think it was less than four hours, maybe six hours. Yeah. As soon as the tickets went live, well, well they, they did it in. I think they did it in three batches, didn't they? And each time they sold out did rapidly. They? Yeah. All oh, right, I didn't know that. I thought they just let, let Ollie. Sure they just announced more dates at that point, or is it presumed they're quite busy at this time of year with a lot of the gigs and stuff? Like yeah, that. but the thing about Jilly's Rock World was that you could just show up at the front door, pay hey. pay your way in. Hmm. On this, obviously, is a big event because there's been a lot of people asking to do it. Yeah. So it's it's, it's come about. It's eight years fast as well isn't it so. yeah so you don't know who's going to be going and they're releasing the tickets to go there and it's just like well, that's not the same sort of atmosphere that you're going to get because they're going to be having people who 
purchase the tickets first. I don't know. Um, I kind of hope it'd be a success because I mean, yeah. kind of fantastical ideal situation. You could like build it out to the, like this was the mainstay venue of Manchester for this scene. Let's uh, I don't know find a quiet night for the academies and like have it so that each one's doing a different style of music because it's kind of got the same kind of feel as because it, it's on mm. different levels of the academy. Yeah. You could have a Jilly's event. The only problem is, is that um, I don't think the Academy sells Nuki Brown. Nuki Brown's a mainstay of Jilly's. Of Stez's Jilly's night. Well, no, most people. <laughs> the amount of people I saw on that group who said, have you ever tried this since? It's like, no. <laughs> when you were there, it just became the drink of choice because it was be, the biggest yeah. drink you could get in a bottle shape so you weren't spilling it. <laughs> Perfect. True. I used to get that. I used to get um, something called, I don't know, it was called something like Devil 666 or something like that, which was like... A shot which was sixty six point six percent. Nice, <laughs> and it did taste like diesel. It's just like drinking battery acid. We used to drink a lot of um, Goldschlager. Goldschlager. <laughs> oh jeez. We had the little floating bits of crap in, obviously crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Gold flakes. God. So it cuts the back of your throat, no, so no, the no. alcohol that gets in the, faster. That, that was a myth. It, no, it's, it's not. A myth. <laughs> it's not a myth. It's a myth. Nah. Back then, you believe don't it. Don't listen, but... people. Don't listen. It's not a myth. <laughs> no, kids, go out and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember about Jill's Jägermeister to coming into the UK and that being the go-to drink. Yeah, yeah. No one had heard of Jäger at the point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just like came into Jilly's. Yeah, like, in those like, massive like vats. Mm. Like three little, um, like little pumps that you could stick. Mm. Yeah, because they like threw out three bottles upside down in the top yeah. of it. Like right. a little thing. Now nowadays it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> and that was before obviously mixing it with Red Bull. Oh yeah, it was. No, no when we, uh, to be fair, I don't think Red Bull was out back then. I think it was before no, Red no, Bull. Mixed no. with energy drinks and jellies. Yeah. Mm, eventually, mm. Um, I, remember, I think it was Blue Bear back then. I remember going down to um, a gig in London playing a gig, uh, and it was like a battle of bands thing and. Obviously, we didn't win. It was our third ever gig, and the other two bands have been doing it for a living for years. One moved over from Spain, but the band who won, I actually introduced them to Jaeger Jaeger bombs. They'd never had Red Bull and Jaeger together, and right. I just thought it was mental. <laughs> they live in London; it's supposed to be the cosmopolitan capital of like England, and then they'd never had a Jaeger bomb. I was like, there we go. <laughs> Just buying them from everyone. What know? are they more used to then? Did they tell you what their uh, was uh, their uh, tipple of choice? No, no, I think it's just beer. Just beer, nothing else. No, I can't remember, man. It was a long time it's ago. It's a wasted. strange thing though. <laughs> like there was this like weird surge of everyone becoming aware of Jägermeister in the UK, but it's been like a mainstay of European bars for decades. decades yeah, that's Kirsty's granddad. He likes a tipple. <laughs> Um, yeah, one thing about the uh, Jelly's reunion, which I have noticed, and a few people have actually obviously bought tickets eBay. in bulk, yeah, and tried reselling tickets. Yeah. And obviously, it's a, it's a big thing anyway within the like gig world anyway. That if you try and go for tickets, there's always someone who's bought ten of them and then straight away they're Touts on them out via GoGo. They're on all these ticket resale yeah. sites. Hmm. Um, I know within that Jilly's group they were saying that any resale tickets, any resale tickets, don't buy them from there. Uh, just yeah, leave don't them. Get copies. Yeah, yeah. D- just leave them. If someone's bought a load of them and try to sell them for like some people are selling them for like fifty quid, mm. and they think how much did you pay for yours? Was it less than a ten or? I think it's about five pounds, but with all booking fees and all that, so about yeah. six pounds tops. Exactly. So. They were saying, like, don't pay that much for them. If, yeah. if someone's bought all these tickets, they're going to have all these tickets and then they're going to have to sell them on the night to try and get rid of them. And then that way is the best way to do it. And then you'll be able to get them for cheaper. Yeah. Or we'll do a ticket resale thing. People on um, eBay are selling them for, like, between 20 and £30 pounds per ticket. Yeah. And also you get a bulk of them as well. So you get, like, three tickets, £20 pounds each. Mm. 
absolute joke about how much it's going to cost. That's the thing is that some some uh, bands and artists have tried finding ways to kind of beat the touts as such. Yeah. So I think it was uh, was it Ed Sheeran who did it, where you had to basically show your credit card you'd bought the actual ticket with and everything like that and some other people have yeah, done it like that way. Tim Mitchin's doing one with he's doing his tour with, with Live Nation in the UK and it's something that a few like artists have adopted with them is they, they're doing a verified fan scheme yeah to kind of why cut the touts? Um, so you'll get these like premium tickets through registering as a verified fan, and you pay like a little fee, but you it means you you're guaranteed the tickets for it. Yeah. Each time, whenever they tour. I mean, it's, it's a good way. Any way we can get around having um, people taking advantage. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're always going to be around because that's how they make their money. Yeah, that's the, you see like touts on the corners before the gig, you're actually going in selling them. I mean, okay, yeah, fair enough. I've actually bought a few tickets from uh, touts, but I've sold them to touts before. You do it in <laughs> blind sight of, of police. Go. Yeah. Like, this may be an, an illegal act, really, mm. it's meant to be, but they've just still got the balls to do it in front of people and on eBay. Mm. I just don't know how or why they get away with it, really. But obviously, yeah, they've got to try and see what they can do to make an easy book. I mean, on eBay as well, you've got that kind of issue that you buy a ticket from eBay and then it's not valid. Sometimes that is an issue. Yeah, yeah. that's when you. Sometimes it's not even a real ticket, or sometimes you're just being ripped off and you mm. don't get anything. There are a lot of people loving this though. There's a, they've just gone through all the posts on the uh, the uh, Facebook site. And everyone's going, got my tickets today, got our tickets, anyone got their reunion tickets? And so it's, it's, they're all going to be between 40 and 60, <laughs> I'm telling you, they are going to be old. I think the oldest person who's is, is actually retired is about 65, <laughs> who's going. I've seen what that one of those comments, but I'm just trying to find it out. Seems it seems just like reconnected the community that was there. Mm. But obviously, because of um, the fact that it's Jilly's reunion and everything like that, you've got people from the 70s. Yeah. Who used to go then up to present day of people who wanted to go? So, so how are they going to work the music out? <laughs> to it cater does for everyone. Seem to be going off this Facebook page that it's dominantly the main room people. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was the it was the busiest room every night, wasn't it? It's the main room. You know, if you liked something a little more niche, obviously, if you liked something very niche, you'd never get played there anyway. <laughs> Unless I spoke to Nuris and got something niche played, <laughs> while no one was there. Yeah, if unless you, I mean, the majority of people who went there liked the mainstream stuff. That's why they were there. They got they, they picked it up from around that time as well. Rock music had come to the fore. It was quite big in the charts. You had like the new metal explosion and everything like that. Emo got people exactly, but it mm. got people into that style of music, and therefore you started hearing all the other stuff. But obviously, everything always starts with that kind of mainstream. Say, if if you got into it through some forty one, if you got into it through Blink One Eighty Two and all that pop punk stuff, eventually you'll start listening to Slipknot and your Corns and stuff like that. And then from there, you, you go to your Metallica. And Do you your, not find it like peculiar layers. that people like just these like past two years have started reminiscing about the nineties and early two thousands? It's our age. Yeah, it's, yeah. Our, it's, it's our it's generation. Just, which is doing that <laughs> yeah it's because i think it's because we've hit that age where we're looking back and then going reminiscing and thinking oh yeah that, that'd be kind of cool that's a really like, I, I even caught um there was a comedy special on netflix and the comic was referencing the 90s like, ah, my day. and doing a skit like that but about the 90s i just found it really peculiar see i, I love it though because i mean 80s nights 80s Club nights, mm. things have been going out long on for ages. You want, you want the nineties? Nineties club nights never came really around, did they? As in uh, a kind of a, like a retro kind of feel to it. How would you know about it though? 
because you'd see them advertised. I mean, even Disney have latched onto this with the the new Marvel film they're doing, Captain Marvel. That's mm. set in the nineties. Yeah, it's like a retro piece. That's right. I mean, if that doesn't end with Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't. <laughs> Touching on the uh, like I say, game demos and things like that, which obviously we used to have on demo discs, which used to download and everything like that. So you could try or and buy find it from different magazines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, just take it from the front of the magazine and leave the magazine there. You know? No. No, no, no. No, we don't. That. We're all law-abiding citizens <laughs> in, the, in the attic. Yeah. You got it for the freebies. <laughs> so, yeah, there was that whole idea. Now, obviously, there's much... Demos aren't prevalent anymore. No. Even, even on Steam, you don't find many demos. Unless it's a massive AAA kind of game, and then can you still get like demos on PS Plus and was it Xbox? You can get uh, demos more prevalent on the PlayStation as kind of a feature of their ecosystem. Uh, They are available on like Xbox and PC by Steam and things like that as well. You see it less and less these days. Mm -hmm. Like I said, a lot of companies like to have you view their product as they envision it. So the, so the advertisements you get they have the best opportunity to represent what they've spent years working on yeah. in a good light rather than someone have a bad experience with it because they don't really know what they're doing do you hmm. think that's come around because of social media yeah because people can instantly voice their opinion straight away and just say very much so you, you, this is shit <laughs> through the emergence <laughs> of social media especially in something where it's a marketplace that's purely things die and live on opinion alone yeah. these companies just cannot afford the millions invested into these products mm. but as someone with a very vocal fan outreach yeah. a large fan base if that person could kill a product yeah. very easily and there's nothing to stop that currently yeah you can imagine you've done all that work and then someone like PewDiePie who's got like mm. billions of followers or something just picks it up and goes not very good that or he'd make noises and do yeah. like camera zooms and stuff like that But listen to me kids <laughs> yeah but he'd, he'd say that, and then automatically, that's you've lost a hell of a lot of like people there straight off the bat because they'll trust him more than they'll trust your oh, pitch. On the flip that's side true. of that, that is true. You can have it where someone will do something like that and they'll tear into the product, and people will still pick it up because they've found those videos amusing. Mm. And that's where you can see companies leaning into the bad press. <laughs> well, isn't, isn't that with like some of those uh, like the rage quitting things? Yeah. Like so, obviously, if something is ridiculously difficult, uh, but it's intended to be ridiculously difficult, and then people mm. are just raging over it, and that, and then people look at it. It's like, I remember a Surgeon Simulator, mm-hmm. and that came out. People were raging over like, ah, it's so difficult, and then everyone's like, how difficult can it be? <laughs> so you get the game, and then you try it, and think. Why have I put the brain in there? That's from experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a hard game. <laughs> but um, like a backwards play. Like a backwards play. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's it called? Um, double psychology, whatever you call it. Reverse? Reverse psychology, yeah. <laughs> you don't want more of it. Double backwards psychology. It. So I went out today uh, for my nephew's 16th birthday. Okay. Where did you go? I went junkyard golf. Oh, review segment. Review segment junkyard golf. So um, is this where you go to a junkyard with a stack of golf clubs and, uh, and beat people? Yeah, yeah beat <laughs> them up to a pulp. He's like happy sixteenth. <laughs> no, beat them up into a shape of a golf ball. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's basically um, uh, crazy golf. It's in Manchester, just near Dean's Gate. It's crazy golf with. I mean, the, the course we did like bits of cars and everything like that, and built around 
or less the first one you went up some stairs hit the thing down on a slide and then you had to follow down that slide to get to your next shot okay that's cool that slide was quick <laughs> <laughs> there's a few people going Whoa! <laughs> really is that bad it's a lot quicker than I imagine I mean I'm going around with an injured ankle as well which didn't I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go down this slide and then just put your feet down at the end <laughs> thank no, you okay. I won't ever go in a Buzz Lightyear ride right now <laughs> <laughs> you can't it's been closed down <laughs> call back <laughs> Yeah, um, after the junkyard golf, we ended up going to an all-you-can-eat buffet in Manchester. I just wanted to know what your thoughts on all-you-can-eat buffets are. Does Always. it really mean all-you-can-eat? Well, there are some signs up saying all-you-can-eat does not mean leave stuff on the plate. <laughs> yeah, the, the one is that if you, you if you leave a plate plate of food, then they, I think they charge you they charge extra. charge you extra, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you I have think... to clean your plate, otherwise if you don't, if you leave plates that have got food left on them, mm. I don't know how much of the food left on the plate is, but they I, will charge you extra. I think a lot of that is kind of like bluster. I think it's kind of just basically making sure that people don't it's take waste. more. Than yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah, it is waste, but if... It's not doggy bags then. Yeah, it does also say that there's no take. Uh, yeah, you can't do no that. No take out or anything like that with that. Yeah, so you can't take away the food <laughs> yeah. that you'd left behind. Just woke up with like five plates and say, "That's lunch for this week." <laughs> <laughs> it's not a food bank. That'll fill me bin liner. I mean, the one we went to. I, I don't know if you should mention it because of. I don't know. Yeah, it was tops in Manchester, and it's got so many different like sections so you've got like a starter section you've got an Indian section a Thai section a Chinese yeah. section an Italian section all that but because of that they're not focusing on one style of food so like it's a, a base take- style like, like you'd have a takeaway and if they've not focused on one type they've got loads of different types and you know that nothing's going to be fantastic nothing's going to be okay yeah <laughs> don't do that <laughs> So he just raised his eyebrows and I said, fantastic. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not wearing a t-shirt. If you're wearing a t-shirt, you've been in the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the... Um, it, it, you know it's not going to be great. Jaw dropping. Yeah. <laughs> Anything in will do right now. If you, yeah. if you went to an Italian restaurant and they just did Italian food, you'd expect it to be very, very good Italian food. So is there a buffet... Just of Italian foods, you know that pretty much all over the time. No, because if it's a buffet, you're always going to have the the lowest common denominated kind of like you're going to have so, the worst chicken, the worst beef, the worst kind of. So you're saying that if it was a a buffet of any type of food, even mm. being specific, it still be the lowest form of that food. But because you're at a place where they sold different types of cultured food. Mm. They're even worse than that. I think so, personally. Wow. Because it's just some of it was all right. What are the ribs like? I didn't have them. Good. It's meat on the bone, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about the hatred. They did have a teriyaki place. Uh, which Next I... door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you left for twenty minutes. It's much better. <laughs> you gave up. I'm full. No, so you had to queue up for this teriyaki place, and I queued up for quite a while. Right. Like they were cooking steak over and over again in front of me, and I was thinking, oh, I'll just have some chicken and I'll have some udon noodles as well. By the time I got it, because I'd been waiting there for about 20 minutes, I just was like, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> just yeah. after all that time waiting, it's like, what's the point? You know, it's like everyone else is just going up, filling the plates, going back, eating, mm-hmm. filling the plates, and that. And then you've got a little bit of a queue. Surely they should have had that already done, sorted. You're like, here's your steak. That's going to go in there. Just going to cook it while he's there. Yeah. But keep putting it into like little dishes and stuff like that so you can take what you want. That would have been a better idea as opposed to cook to order 
I know you can eat buffet, surely. Do you know why, though? Go on. Because it's expensive. The reason why they're making you wait mm. is because that food costs a lot to that company. It costs a lot to that restaurant. So they're making you wait so you can fill up on other snacks. So by the time that you eat that and you go back for the next, you don't want any more. Mm. You're done. Also, all the food there is incredibly salty. And there's a reason behind that, because they don't it make the food drink. for the money. They're from the, they don't make the food for the money. Doesn't make sense. They don't make money from the food. They make um, money from the drinks. From the drinks, yeah. So it yeah. makes you drink. Exactly. So, so you should only drink water and don't even try and drink water. Just try. And... <laughs> no, all you need to do is go in there and eat protein. Just eat the meats. That's mm. it. Eat the meats. A bit of veg. No starch. So like no pasta. No rice. Nothing mm. like that. All you can do, right? Really, what will put them in debt is if you go there and just eat duck because that's the most expensive meat that they've got. So, so just go there. This is Massive pages how to bankrupt yeah. food restaurants <laughs> by hashtag Lonely Adam. I know. He's, I am sure he's that trying I could his find best out. to try and like bankrupt this. <laughs> Not bankrupt them, but get your money's worth because you're paying what fourteen ninety five was it forty ninety nine I thought fifteen ninety nine. We're sorry, that. tops. This is not the opinion. I said outside the bus. Disaster attic. I said that was at the bus stop every day, so I know how much it is. Yeah. <laughs> Nine ninety five for a lunch deal. <laughs> Eight fifty Monday Tuesday. Yeah. So I mean, I only had one beer with it, so. I, I How much to, was the beer? Uh, I don't know, Caleb, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it was four quid. I think it was Stella Four for four quid. That's not that bad nice. at a place like that. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think anyone else really got another drink. I think everyone else just had one drink, so they were probably spitting on us when we were walking <laughs> out. You know? I don't know what to write here right now. Top ten ways to bankrupt the buffet. What, why are we trying to? <laughs> I, I think this is this is going to be like the, this is this is the uh, segment where we give advice advice segment advice segment <laughs> the podcast. I think we need to do that, don't we? Like help help the uh, peeps out, help the base to keep the attic standing. Basically, don't eat for a week before and go in there and clean the place out. No, because that makes your stomach smaller. <laughs> yeah. What you should do is eat cabbage. Eat as much cabbage <laughs> as you can in the morning. Shake it down, then drink water. Do that for about three or four days, and then your stomach grows. What the hell have you been eating? food out <laughs> in Richmond. Shout out. On a guest spot. No matter what you said, no matter what I said, you just had this comeback for it. <laughs> I know my stuff. I've been to a buffet. Apple and pears. At least once. Brilliant. <laughs> so, are you actually going to find this, or should we move on to something else? I think he's determined to bankrupt the food industry in the UK right now. Cracking. I had six plates today. Full. What could you name all the plates? What they had on the plates? Uh, the first one was starters. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's the best choice actually to do the first. <laughs> Second one was uh, a mix of the Indian and Thai, along with the uh, a bit of sushi. Was there any pastry? Um, Indian and Thai, no. Oh, yeah, I had a, a pakora and a samosa. Uh-uh. Why is it? Uh-uh, I had six plates. <laughs> for the satay, the chicken and lamb saka. I always satay. go for satay. Satay is the best sauce. Exactly, stay with them. Um, third was the Chinese kind of like section. Fourth was uh, the Italian section. So you went globe trotting then? Yeah. And what do you have in the Italian section? Uh, pizza and garlic well, bread. Buffet experts say avoid cheap options like pizza and chips. And no drinks. No drinks. The chocolate fountain. The chocolate fountain is the most expensive item in Chinese buffets. I didn't even get dessert. Didn't you? Nah, D- didn't you go for the uh, dragon fruit? 
No, because of Good. what you told us about yeah. it. Don't go for dragon fruit in tops. It's not real. Just a lot of foam. One, two, three, four, five, six tricks to beat the buffet there. So the first one, do a full sweep of what's on offer. Uh, you don't want to commit too early or right. in my shot, go straight for the starters. No drinks. A glass of Coke costs a restaurant about 15p, but you'll be charged much more if you're thirsty. Choose free tap water. Are you allowed to, though? Yeah, they have to provide mm. tap water. It's a legal requirement. Yeah. Right. Uh, avoid cheap food, such Copy as... Copy and paste that down. Pizza and chips. A slice of margarita only costs a restaurant about 15p to make. Really? Apparently so. Uh, stock up on expensive seafood and meat joints. They are. See? Boom. I'm not a fan of seafood, to be fair. What, meat joints? Oh, no, no, we can't have joints, have we? No, because it's on bone. Oh, Christ. Right, you're the worst buffet ever. <laughs> I, I'm not a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> if you were one, though. Go for protein and eliminate carbs. Yep. And finally, the chocolate fountain is the best place to beat the buffet and win your money back. It can cost restaurants about £100 a day to run. You're not winning your money back. You're not that down there. Yeah. You've already paid £120, £120 a day. It doesn't matter. It says to win your... £20 pounds matters. Yeah, it says <laughs> to win your money back. You're not winning your money back. You've paid your money. You Which is £20. Pounds. whatever you want there. I don't understand yep. beat the buffet. Fifth, yeah, fifth, what was it? 15, how much? 15.95? Give or take, yeah. Yeah, so you said about paying about around about 15 quid. Mm. And you're saying that a slice of margarita only cost the restaurant 15p. Well, so they, they pretty much made a profit there. I'll eat a thousand of them. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Battle Angel Attila. It's, it's a new film coming out. Um, Mike's really excited for it. Showed us the trailer. I'm now really excited for it. It looks incredible. Yeah, it's uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, it's got Christoph Waltz in it. Yep. So everyone has to see it, obviously. It's, uh, James Cameron produced yeah. it with uh, John Landau as well. So it so, does look pretty impressive. It's basically, can you describe it's it? It's very cyberpunk. Um, it's basically like set in a future where it seems like robotics have kind of taken over. There's been like a big war or something that's mm. happened. Is it based off a comic or anything like that? Yeah, I think so. It's either based off a comic or a manga or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Attila, the, the like main character, is a remnant of this war that's happened. Yeah. Now, just to make sure that the name's correct, it's Alita. Cool. Yeah, but the actual name of the film is called Alita Battle Angel. So, yeah, yeah, we were, we were wrong. So it's Battle Angel Alita, Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> I know why Mike went for Attila. It's because of his <laughs> gone. Yeah. <laughs> It oh, comes well. out 21st of December 2018. That's in the, in the States. So it's probably going to be about oh, a week after. So just before New Year's. Yeah. So it would actually be... Yeah, if you get... Just watch the trailer and you'll understand pretty much what's going on. It's, it's like CGI mixed with yeah, real life. Live action. Yeah. yeah. Real life. <laughs> live action would probably be better. It's got Jennifer Connelly in it as well. Yeah. Um. So it's got a decent cast, decent uh, amount of people behind it. Uh, the actual CGI effects and everything like that seem to be relatively seamless into yeah. it. But that's a James Cameron kind of trademark, isn't it? It's like he will always do the first thing you can. Oh, he'll try and do something interesting, something new every time. You look at like Terminator, you look at the Abyss, look at Avatar. Yeah, it's always it, one for it looks like innovation. It, it it's very cyberpunk. Like I was saying, it, it seems like it's one of the first like mainstay kind of major. Hollywood films where it's not going to be something akin to say Blade Runner that kind of thing where mm. it's mm. very dark noir it's not noir at all no no it's very bright it's um, very Hollywood yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's not going to be you're not going to have to go to the cinema and think are you no, you, that, you might make you think a little bit but 
not as much as it would do to no it's not very much popcorn film yeah like, a, but I think yeah, people who are like fans of like Cyberpunk 2020 20 and um, yeah. Deus Ex game mm. franchise you definitely check it out yeah. well the main role I just noticed this you can check this on uh, the trailers that the main role the, the lady's eyes reminds me a lot of Avatar mm. like how big they are mm. it's very similar that's because she's obviously she's if it's come from manga or something like that, then obviously all yeah, like how it's have massive eyes just... because of how the Japanese. I can uh, see what he's saying though, just from that shot on the the trailer clip that he's got there, the the facial structure and that's very similar to the, the main female creature in, um, in Avatar. Yeah, Zoe Saldana. Was that is that who played her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that? All right, well, there you go, guys. In the disaster attic, Adam learned something new, which is not new. <laughs> yeah, Adam learned something old. <laughs> Adam learned something you, old. You can't teach old tricks times. to a new dog. <laughs> also oh, known based as on a manga, yeah. Alita Angel de Combati uh, from um, Argentina. Fantastic. Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Bear mind, two, two people, both... both um, Lonely Adam and Mike, No Woman, No Cry, have worn their T-shirts today. Unfortunately, I wore mine on my walk for bed, so I it's in the wash at the moment. So I'm wearing as long as it t-shirt. kept you warm. It kept me warm. It was it absolutely down. fantastic? It was. Hashtag disaster attic. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. No, I don't. You know where you can find us. Uh, so it's at disaster attic. Uh, on the on Twitter. Twitter, yep. Uh, disasteratic at hotmail.com. On the email. On the email. Plus, or, we have a second email. Disasteratic at gmail.com. Excellent. Woo! Check um, us out, eh? Moving and shaking. Are we on Facebook yet? No. Cool. No, <laughs> I think yet. we did this last time I tried finishing. But no, no we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Anyone who's got any music that they want to send to us, if you're an unsigned artist or yep. unsigned bands, then let us know so we can use your music at the end of it and get it out there. Get you get you guys going. And it also prevents Paige from having like literal breakdowns when he has to try and get a song out in three days. <laughs> um, yeah, also, if you ever put any comments in on uh, CastBox or anything like that, we will get back to you and talk about the romance. Then we'll have a look over them. Yeah, if you, them, just get into contact with us. We've chopped off the uh, Twitter feed and also we can give the emails. Hmm. Can you even say that? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Right, we've got ghosts, guys, so we're going to have to go and find out where they're coming from. But yeah, thanks very much for uh, listening. <laughs> and, uh, we'll speak to you again soon on this podcast. Or maybe we won't. Well, it's been a disaster. We all know that now, don't we, guys? All right, say bye. All right, see you later. Toodles.